Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fanatics podcast. I've got Matt in London. Hi, Matt. Hi, Andy. And we've got Ben in LA. Hi, Ben. Hello. Good week to you and Merry Christmas. Uh, we have um, topics this week, such as the blanks and double game week. We're going to talk about Spurs and some value at the bottom of the league. Before we get to any of that, let's do the football moment of the week. Ben, what is your football moment of the week? I'll, I'll save our collective football of the moment of the week for later uh, my one is the return of big sam allardyce um big news uh and not only big sam but his trusted assistant sammy lee is back um the the terrific duo to try and dig west brom um out of this hole uh we're potting as the game is going live um and it couldn't have started worse for them they conceded after five minutes against Villa and then Livermore got sent off um so yeah just really a great start by Big Sam I thought it was really unlucky for Billich to get sacked especially after he drew with Man City um so I'm really hoping this bites bites them um bites them in the back West Brom and uh, I'm not a fan of Big Sam so that that's my highlight <laughs> I mean I get why people are not a big a fan of Big Sam and his pints of wine, but surely the league is a richer place for his. Yeah, friends. he he is a staple of the Premier League. I will say that. So he should be managing some team. So um, you know, I why not that, West Brom? Why not West Brom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's at some point got to press the Big Sam button. Otherwise, it's not really the Premier League, is it? It's true. We've got Jose Mourinho. We've got Big Sam. You know, those are the two staples of the Premier League. Exactly. What's your uh, What's your take on Big Sam, Matt? Are you a fan or are you uh, an opponent? Uh, an opponent, I think. I'm not a not a fan of his style of play. <laughs> Winning by practicing set pieces and launching it long, but then moaning to the press that you don't launch it long is it's not my not my thing. Okay, just me then, huh? I I uh, I think the league is better for, for Big Sam being in it. And I I agree that that is a highlight of the week, the return of Big Sam. Um, he said in his, uh, his pre-match interview that, um, remember at Crystal Palace, we didn't get it right in the first game, but we got there eventually. So there's still hope for West Brom. I think the last Allardyce team I liked was the JJ Okocha Bolton team. That was Big Sam, right? That was Big yeah. Sam. And yeah. that was a beautiful team. That was the last Bolton team I liked. Uh, Big Sam team I liked. That was quite a long time ago. (laughs) 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 All right, Matt, what is your football moment of the week? Well, I feel like, because we did a bit of uh, pre-planning for this pod, and I've drawn the short straw in the football moment, but it it couldn't really go without saying that Liverpool have done pretty well in the last two uh, game weeks. Um, The beating... Spurs was a pretty big top of the table clash uh, the last minute headed by Firmino uh, was uh, very useful uh, and put them on top of the league. And then 7-0 absolute pasting of Palace has uh, has ripped up the fantasy teams. Uh, well, ripped, ripped up my fantasy team potentially because I don't have any Liverpool assets. Uh, so that's been a disappointment. Um, allied to the fact that my man new fans, it's just a disappointment generally to see Liverpool playing so well. And looking like the um, the title winners and everyone the, the team to beat. I would argue that the opposite of Big Sam, where the league is richer for his presence, 
I would argue that the team that absolutely trounced the league last season, hitting form and starting to trounce the league again this season is not a highlight. No? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, they seem to be starting quite slowly and then having the Van Dijk injury, you'd think, oh, this could be quite a leveller this season um, and there could be lots of teams gunning for the title. But um, it appears that they don't miss Van Dijk uh, and that they've now hit the ground. Yeah, all this supposed bad form, they were still winning matches. So um, they're, they're now seem to be going full gas and uh, their front three or front four, five, they've got lots of players up front now that, look like a well-oiled machine it's uh it's difficult to look past them for the title at the moment yeah yeah, yeah sadly the, they're also not i don't know they're not a really hateable team either right well, i mean we obviously hate i them. mean the club yeah it is, <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess the, the like, players that step out in the pitch are quite nice he's actually, actually quite likable most of their players are quite likable it's quite unfortunate really you know the worst thing about them is, is that um, for, for listeners who don't know this already, my son is half Japanese and I was I really need Minamino to be terrible. Otherwise, I'm at serious risk of my son being a Liverpool fan. That can't happen. <laughs> can't happen. I think you might be safe there. You think? Because he, yeah. he looked pretty good against Palace. <laughs> like he comes into the team and they suddenly win seven nil. Like <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I'm being paranoid, but I am genuinely worried about him being like like Japan's best player being a Liverpool player and therefore everybody in Japan being a, being a Liverpool fan. I'm pretty sure Man you have quite the following in Japan still and will for a while. Yeah, despite our, our treat, treatment of Shinji Kagawa, I think we still do have a bit of a following there, that's true. <laughs> Well, coming on to Man U. This I think is the I real the, highlight of the week. Yeah, I, I drew the extremely long straw in this, <laughs> in this one because we, uh, we, we, we handed out our own pasting today, didn't we? We, uh, we beat Leeds, not any team, not just any old team. We beat Leeds and a Leeds that was buoyant with, um, with uh, obviously a great manager and an exciting team that everybody wants to watch. And we ha- we thoroughly put them in their place today with a 6-2 victory. Um, the best thing of all, I think, the sort of the real, with it, the, the highlight within the highlight was the performance of Scott McTominay, who, as a kind of uh, a Man U youth player and a player who really doesn't look like he should be very good when you watch him play, just constantly, like, march forward with the ball. He got two goals in the first three minutes and just completely dominated the midfield today. Um, so yeah, what a day to be a Man U fan. And now that, that win, even better, that win takes us above Spurs in the league, the team that absolutely destroyed us earlier in the, in the season, proving that, uh, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, um, yeah, win our game in hand and we're, we're Liverpool's closest challengers. Ben, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? I mean, I feel great, obviously. Um, what I found interesting with the commentary, at least in the US, is and I've noticed in a couple of Leeds games where their philosophy, um, they just get pasted. But have you noticed the commentators are still like praising, <laughs> praising their style of play? It's really bizarre because like they're literally losing 6-1 and the commentators are like, yeah, Bielsa's philosophy is so great. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it, I found that really fascinating. Whereas, like, whenever, um, especially like Solskjaer, um, even if 
even if Manu do fairly well, he he t- he seems to take a lot of criticism. So I find it kind of interesting. There was a, a great line that Robbie Robbie Musto, for anyone who doesn't watch the US commentary, Robbie Musto is one of the halftime pundits here. He's actually normally pretty good, in my opinion. Um, but he uh, he said that do you know what? If this was any team other than Leeds at four one down, I'd say this is game over. But with Bielsa's <laughs> lead, I was like, what are you talking about? Have they have they even have they even shown any? Like, I can't remember a comeback that they've had this season. It's Man U. That, you've got the wrong team. Man U are the ones that come back after half-time every week. Not Leeds. <laughs> oh, well, in the UK, the commentary at half-time was Roy Keane. So um, I think the the guy who was sort of anchoring had to try and tone him down from saying that the, all the Leeds players were just out-and-out out stupid. So, <laughs> I, think you mean, I think you mean naive. Like, yeah, OK, naive, stupid. <laughs> So even with Man U four one up at half time, Roy Keane still couldn't find anything positive to say. No, Roy, no, no, no. Positive, that was about right? Leeds. That yeah, was about that. Leeds. Yeah, he was saying that they were stupid, um, the way that they were defending and and playing. Um, I'm just curious. Like a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's because of their players. Do you think? Do you think the system can work if you say Bielsa can get like any players he wants? Because I'm still a little bit sceptical. Like, I feel like you have, to, you have to change it, I think, when you play the big, the big teams. He seems to just completely empty out the centre of midfield and play the entire game. Like, he seems to want to play the entire game in the sort of that, the outside thirds of the pitch and in the opposition's half. That seems to be his, his objective. So the whole, like, centre of the midfield is totally empty, which obviously is what allowed McTominay to dominate today um i just can't see that working against a team that has really good central midfielders surely all like good wingers like i mean rashford was you can't play rashford like that open it's just recipe for disaster i don't know i think if he had um neymar and messi up top then uh i think teams (laughs) would play very yeah differently against uh his teams and it'd be quite difficult to stop yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's that. That, would, that would, when you think about the sort of he's playing with Jack Harrison and Rafinha as his wingers and stay, making them look good, isn't he? So I suppose uh, Rafinha is good, though. I think I think he genuinely is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rafinha's okay. pretty good, and Bamford's is good at getting chances. He's just dreadful at finishing chances, uh, which is why he's sort of that fantasy conundrum where I think he's. He is a good pick for his price, but he's uh, he promises more in stats terms than he delivers, I think. Yeah. It must um, be it, so annoying to watch as an owner. If he was Harry Kane, then, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd have a lot of points. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I even like, when you put it that way, just like transplanting Harry Kane into Bamford and think about how high up in the league they'd go. Like, when you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was good. Yeah, good to see Manu win. And from a fantasy perspective, it was good to see Fernandez get a lot of points and Rashford do sod all. <laughs> yes, I agree. Opposite of last week, when I was the only one who had Fernandez captain, and somehow we scored three and Fernandez got blank. That was really annoying. So <laughs> this week, with when everyone captains him, sure now he gets his points. Nice one, Bruno. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, let's move on from there and uh, and get on to our teams, shall we? Um, so obviously, Ben, you have the highest score so far this week. Um, you've got a you've got a pretty good week, right? Yeah, currently on eighty one points. Um, see how the Villa game turns out. Uh, now in the top hundred k, finally, first time in the season, I think. Um, sixty thousand, so pretty happy. Um, I have uh, Diaz, who got nine points. He got bonus. Um, I have both Salah and Bruno. I woke up yesterday and I didn't captain Salah, and I was like, shit. I'm in big trouble <laughs> um, because he didn't even start and he got two goals and assist and bonus. But Bruno saving me today with a, a typical Bruno performance, two goals, assist and bonus. Um, and I had De Bruyne who got an assist, uh, Calvert-Lewin got an assist. And then my short-term punt, Callum Wilson, honestly did nothing the entire game, but got a penalty and got full bonus. So... Um, yeah, it's been a good week. And I think my conundrum moving forward is I'm probably going to get rid of Callum Wilson because uh, Newcastle have quite a tough run coming up. Um, so they have Man City away, then Liverpool, then Leicester. So I'm probably going to swap him out. I am leaning towards Che Adams from Southampton. Yeah, but, but curious what I mean. People think. <laughs> well, I have Che Adams, so uh, my hopes of catching you is slightly dented if you put Che Adams in. Um, but I guess the fact that I have him means I quite rate him. Um, I put him in a couple of weeks ago instead of Bamford, uh, and since then Bamford has outscored him, but not by much because he uh, he does pick up goals and assists uh, quite regularly, and Southampton's fixtures aren't so bad um, over the medium term does he play better or worse without Danny Ings because I saw Danny Ings got another injury um so same I, basically <laughs> yeah I think this season he's been roughly the same uh but there's not been like a, a large sample size of Danny Ings playing playing games so far so mm. difficult to tell but he's certainly be, becoming the main man and he seems to strike up a good partnership with Walcott for a few weeks um they were sort of yeah linking linking very well with each other so He's been quite effective and, and he's been quite, uh, he's been complimented quite a lot, I think, by the pundits and stuff, by his uh, link play and running off the ball. Um, ben, do you have Bamford already? Or? Yeah, I think Bamford for me is kind of a season keeper. Um, like, like we talked about, he's not very clinical, but just for his price and the fact that Lee just always attack, I'm just going to, kind of like Calvin Lewin, I'm just going to keep, keep them in there for for the long term, because they're, they're just good value, I think. Although it was disappointing Calvert-Lewin didn't, didn't get more against uh, such an easy team like Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welbeck's one you might want to consider. I know, I talked about Danny Welbeck two, two uh, pods ago, and Duncan was making fun of me. Yeah, well, he's keeping, keeping up that form at the moment. Yeah, I'm just not sure about Brian. I, they, I think they flattered to, to deceive. I don't think they're actually that good, to be honest. Like, you know, where Southampton are clearly a good, a good team, you know. Yeah, I guess it's, it's if you need a million in the bank, then uh, Dan yeah, Willing, Wilson to Welbeck's quite a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure Welbeck has the like. 
he's just gonna he's just gonna get himself injured. Um, he can't play ninety minutes. I I don't think Brighton are gonna be able to rely on him to play every week, even if he plays well. So I wouldn't. I don't think he's the one really. But you know, we're gonna come to um to to value at the bottom of the league later as one of our talking points, aren't we? So maybe we should uh, pause on Welbeck for then. Yeah. All right. Um, should we move on to Matt then? How was your week? Um, so, well, I mean, it's, to say it went badly, uh, but I'm on, I think, for 66 points. It just sort of shows what's going on in this league at the moment. Um, so, uh, captaining, or 64 points, I think I'm on. Uh, captaining Fernandez, obviously a very good move, but lots of people have done that. So, not necessarily a, one for me to gain too much in rank. Um, and then I don't have uh, any Liverpool assets. I sold Robertson a couple of game weeks ago. And since then, he's got an assist. And then uh, he got, I think, a full 10 points uh, yesterday. So that's that, that hurts quite a lot, especially since I put Cancelo in for one week, who got me one point, And I subbed him out for Taylor. So I'll find out tomorrow how he, he gets on. But um, he was the make weight so I could get Son in my team. Um, and that hasn't worked for the one game week so far. So he got two points which is a bit disappointing um because because spurs are quite disappointing so that's uh well that's been a bit of a disappointment for my team so i guess my my conundrum is do uh do i really need to just load up on liverpool or do i just gamble that uh that i've got four big assets in de Bruyne, son kane and fernandez do i just rely on the fact that they'll score it, not this week but they'll they'll outscore salah and Mane other weeks. Um, I stand by my uh, my long term assertion that De Bruyne is a red herring this season because um, City just aren't scoring goals. Like the the reason that I, I've had a really good few weeks, and the the only real decision that I've made that's enabled that is not picking De Bruyne and hanging on to Salas on and Fernandez and Kane. Like those three mm-hmm. have all outscored De Bruyne. I don't really see any, like, in this, like, easy run of fixtures that everybody rushed to get De Bruyne in for. I haven't seen anything during that time that makes me think he's about to suddenly come to life. So my advice would be um, lose De Bruyne and bring in, if you can afford Mane or someone like that. If you haven't already, yeah, I've got Salah. Like, I think Salah's, like, a, a must-have this season and De Bruyne isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, always- I... I- I kind of agree. I think I think the question is, you definitely want Salah. Um, I think there could be a question on like, is a Man City premium versus a Spurs premium? Which one is better? Um, yeah. But you know, I have De Bruyne. And he, I I have thought about getting rid of him. Probably not with uh, the upcoming fixture. I think they have someone easy next. Uh, let's see. Newcastle, I think Newcastle, it is. Newcastle, yeah. Um, but I think Andy's right. Last couple of games, they don't look fluid attacking. Um, you wonder if, if Aguero comes back, that looks better. Um, but if you had to ask me, would you rather want Salah or De Bruyne than clearly Salah? I think my question is like, should you also try and get like a Trent or Rob? <laughs> Painful for you because you did have Robertson. But yeah. Like, Trent or Robertson too, because they have West Brom and then they have um, Newcastle. Like really, I mean, almost nailed on clean sheets. And then um, they have like good attacking threat. 
Um, so yeah, I think Liv- this was the week where I think, like we said earlier, people were questioning if Liverpool was still um, like clear, clear um, Premier League favourites, but also like, are they still great FPL wise? And I think they answered it pretty uh, emphatically. Yeah, I mean, it was very emphatic. It's, I mean, part of me still thinks I, I'm very surprised that they com- so comprehensively beat Palace because Palace usually are quite stubborn. Yeah. Um, like, was that just like a one-off or, yeah, are they going to be now scoring goals for fun um, over Christmas? Difficult to know. Well, difficult to know, but I think it's one of those where I'm, I think I'm, I'm hoping they don't, but do I really believe that? And probably, I'm, no, I think it's probably the fact that I just hope they don't because I don't have any liberal assets and it will require points hits to get them in. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I think um, the, the consensus, though, is that you've got to do something because not having any Liverpool assets right now, as they look like they're just hitting form, I think seems pretty yeah. suicidal. Yeah, I'm about to get overtaken by you, Andy. So, I mean, it's, it's, go, it's going pretty bad for me. Yeah, but you, I mean, you're in serious trouble if you're getting overtaken <laughs> by me, aren't you? Um, and message for Gary there, obviously, because I'm already ahead of him. <laughs> um, my team this week is a bit of a funny one. Um, I've been really taken by surprise because Matt Ryan is now second choice at Brighton. I just didn't see that coming. Um, and Lamptey didn't play this week either. So that's two players that didn't play any minutes. And then Greenwood was dropped as well, which I re- also really, like, I, I, I made an effort to get in Man U players for the, uh, the Sheffield United and Leeds games. So I thought, great, Fernandez and Greenwood will have a field there in those two games. Um, Greenwood didn't even play this week preferred Daniel James. So I've got three zero minutes in my first team. Uh, my bench had, um, I have nine points coming off my bench for those three players. So that will leave me on um, 54 plus 963 points um, with four players still to play. I've got Cresswell, Kufal, Neto and Giroud still to play, although Giroud is playing against Cresswell and Kufal, so I can't get points for Giroud and also clean, clean sheets for Cresswell and Kufal, so it's not as good as it sounds. Um, but it looks like I'm going to end up in the 70s this week, which, you know, um, is... It, you, I can't really complain at ending up in the 70s. That's obviously come from Fernandez being captain, Salah getting 16 points. Um, the rest of the team hasn't really done much. Dallas got one did of the you, two did, goals. Did you cheer that Dallas goal as it went in? I did. You. I, did. <laughs> I, I didn't notice it was him. And I was like, oh, that's where it was Dallas. I was like, it's Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the only time you're allowed to cheer it is when your team is literally 6-1 up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was obviously a completely unconsequential goal, but got me some points. Um, so yeah, I've really relied on two players this week to get me any points. But, I, but there's still hope. Like if um, if West Ham keep a clean sheet against Chelsea, which is not inconceivable, then that'll be 12 points for Cresswell and Kutal. Um And then obviously that'll be nothing for Giroud. But then Neto, is, he's been scoring on and off this, this season. So could get some points for him too. Um, so, you know, I'll end up somewhere between 70 and 80, I think, by the end of the week, which I can't complain at. So, yeah, the, the conundrum strong. for me is that I've got so many players that aren't playing now. Like, I did not, like, Ryan and Lamptey, I thought were, like, absolute dead certs, which allowed me to take a risk with Greenwood. Suddenly, I've got three players who didn't play this week. Am I in trouble? Um, you know, I think Matt Ryan... 
You've a reserve goalkeeper. Well, he is my reserve goalkeeper. My first okay. choice is McCarthy, okay. but I didn't play McCarthy. Yeah, so I don't think you need to change anything there. I think Greenwood is the one long term. But having said that, right, like you assume Greenwood was rested today, so we can play the full ninety against Leicester. Um, but yeah, I would probably look to shift Greenwood first. Um, I don't know who for though. Because the obvious person in that price range is Grealish. But Villa about to have some really tough fixtures. So, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. It is. Bear in mind, also, I've still got Tariq Mitchell on the bench. Um, it's actually four players now that I, uh, I'm worried about. Um, my, my thought, I've, I've saved up money. I've got 1.9 million in the bank. But what I wanted to do with that was to lose Mitchell and get Regalon in from Tottenham. That was my plan. Um, I don't know whether that's a bad plan now or not. Um, at least that would give me an extra like guaranteed starter, which is the aim, right? To get more guaranteed starters into my lineup. Yeah, I mean, you, Giroud as well is probably only a few weeks away from getting rested or maybe falling out the first team again. So I think you need a, a couple of guaranteed starters so you can get eleven out each week. Um, so maybe just a bit of surgery to make sure that you've got those sort of players around. Yeah, my 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 punt with Giroud was that um, uh, Calvert Lewin has like a really tough run of fixtures coming up, so I thought I could um, like steal a march from on everybody by getting Greenwood in and like uh, sacrificing Calvert Lewin just for that period of, of time. Uh, but Giroud seems to have like hit form and made himself first choice now, and I figured like the, the timing might just about work to switch him back out for Calvert Lewin at the end of that run of fixtures. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's worked pretty well for you. I guess it's the fact that um, you've only got one transfer each week. And, yeah, uh, if I guess someone like Greenwood not playing or Ryan not playing. And if, you, if you're if you at risk of not getting 11, you've got to use your transfer on that rather than the guy that may play. So it's just uh, making sure that you've, yeah, you can you can use your transfers on the players you want to, to do rather than just uh, trying to get out. You're one injury away from not getting a first 11, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like I just because obviously Mitchell isn't isn't playing, which means that if like um, if any of Cresswell, Kufel, Neto, and Giroud don't play tomorrow, then I don't have eleven this week. So that's you've just summed it up perfectly there. All right, so surgery required. Greenwood seems to be the uh, the man who's heads on the block. Any any suggestions other than Grealish? Can you go up to Rashford? No, 1.9 million is not enough. Oof. I mean, you had Mason Mount, which I didn't think was the worst pick in the world, actually, um, just a week or two ago, because he plays almost every week for Chelsea, and Chelsea do score goals, so he'll, he'll be involved here or there. Yeah, that's true. Okay. The reason I got rid of Mount was I was thinking about, at the time, picking Reese James, um, and I didn't want to triple Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I could go back to Mason Mount, couldn't I? Especially once Giroud's out, which is a plan for the future. That leaves me with only one Chelsea. Mm. And then I know Palace haven't exactly had a great result, but Zaha's still up there as one of the top point scorers in the game at the moment. So always worth considering. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good point. So maybe it's between, uh, between Mount, Grealish and uh, Zaha. All right, thank you. I'll ponder that one, see what I can come up with. 
All right, on to our uh, our talking points for this week. So the first one is uh, it's from Ben. We have um, a game week eighteen. Um, we have it's game week eighteen, the blank week or the double game week. I'm not sure which, which way around it is. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah, it's a blank. That's the blank week, is it? So we've got a blank and a double game week coming up in January, and now is about the time that you've got to sort of start planning your transfers to take um, maximum points during that period. So Ben, why don't you take us away? Yeah, I can I can quickly go through um, which teams have fixtures 18 and then which teams have doubles in 19. So quick reminder, we're, we're currently in game week 14. So we have like f- essentially four game weeks to plan. Um, so in game week 18, the teams playing are um, Man City uh, playing Brighton, Tottenham playing Villa, Everton playing Wolves, um, Arsenal playing... Um, Crystal Palace and Newcastle playing um, Sheffield United. So those are kind of the the ten teams involved. And then the teams that have doubles in game week 19 are uh, Liverpool. They play Man United, Burnley. Um, Chelsea have Fulham and Leicester. Uh, Man U have Liverpool, Fulham. Um, Leicester have Southampton versus and then Chelsea. Um, Southampton have Leicester versus and then Leeds. Uh, West Ham have Burnley at home and West Brom at home. So that looks pretty good for West Ham, um, especially maybe defenders. Like I know you have a double up, um, Andy. Um, Leeds have Brighton and Southampton. Uh, Burnley have West Ham and Liverpool. Uh, West Brom have Wolves and West Ham. And then Fulham have um, Chelsea and Man United. And then the other teams I didn't list have just a single game week. So... Um, like the community has been talking a bit and I think the preferred strategy if you have all your chips which I think Matt you still have your wild card right I do yeah 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 um I've heard that if you have all your chips one good strategy is wild carding in game week I think either 16 or 17 playing your free hit in 18 um, and then your bench boost in 19. And I think why it's optimal is, I think obviously there'll be other dub, double game weeks late in the season, but this is this is a, a game week where there are a lot of double game week fixtures for a lot of teams. So I think that's why people want to use the bench boost. Um, the problem for team for teams like me who do not have their wild card is. Um, it can be very hard to to you know set up a team that free hits in 18 and then bench boosts in 19. I don't I don't even think with four game weeks left I can I can make a team that you know all my bench boost players will play the double game week. Um, so there there are other strategies floating about, which is like, do you try and survive game week 18 maybe with less than 11 players and then free hit 19? Or do you free hit 18 and then triple captain um, game week 19? I think it all kind of depends on your current team um, and how many play and like how it sets up. Um, in my case, um, I'll probably free hit game week 18 um, because I don't have any Spurs players right now. They're one of the big teams playing that week. Um, and I generally just don't have a lot of players playing in 18 and then 
I'm going to use my remaining fixtures to try and build a good first team for game week 19 full of like people who double. And then I'll probably use triple captain. Um, I don't know who won though. Either Salah, Manu at home, Burnley at home, or Bruno Fernandes, Liverpool away, Fulham away. Although Chelsea are Fulham, Fulham and Leicester. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't know how much you, you guys have been planning or thinking about it, but interested to know your your plans. So my, my plans are quite similar to yours with one one little twist, which is that I am I want to save my um my triple captain for man, you have a game a game in hand against Burnley. Yeah. Um and Bruno I think is a set and forget this season. So I'm I'll almost definitely still have him for that that double game week. I think that Fulham Liverpool is not like a a guaranteed like definitely he's going to do well in both of those games. Yeah. Um but Burnley are really bad this season. So I figure Burnley and question mark is a safer double game week than Fulham and Liverpool. So that's the double game week I'm saving my triple captain for. Um but I am planning to play free hit in game week 18. Um so that I can get a, a full team out for that and to build my team towards game week 19 just without the without the triple captain. Um, the uh, <laughs> the thing that I was seriously playing around with was um, game week 18, like building a team. They're doing it the other way around, basically building a team mm, for yeah. 18 and then um, like and then free hitting 19. Um, but my team actually already is quite well suited to game week 19. Mm. Like I have, I've doubled up on Manu, I've doubled up on West Ham. Um, so assuming I, if I, if I do retain Greenwood, which obviously inspires me not to do so, I might not do that now, but we'll see. If I do retain Greenwood, then obviously then I've got that double there. Um, I've got a double on Brighton, which will probably go away if I, uh, we'll see. Like what, well, like well, if Matt Ryan, were first and then I'd have the long bright. So yeah, my um my team basically is already well quite well since nineteen. So yeah, I think uh, the answer is to, to free hit eighteen for me and pile up on Arsenal. I've got um Crystal Palace right to so pile up on Palace players for game week game with Yeah. Matt, you you have the luxury of doing a lot of things. What are you gonna do? So I do have the luxury of the wild card, um which I'll yeah, I think a play because it, it, it expires um, in a couple of weeks, game weeks time. So you got to play it a bit early. Um, I mean, the one thing is I don't know how much of a big advantage having the wild card will be because there's just so many teams with a double um, in that uh, game week 19 that I think many teams have a good score. Um, and especially that like, the teams, the players to get on, uh, Salo and Fernandez. So uh, I think many teams have them already. Um, so. And it's difficult to have a triple Manu and a triple Liverpool um, without completely distorting the rest of your team uh, because they're quite expensive players. So um, I wonder how much of a value it will be to build your team around uh, doing that. But um, I think that, yeah, the plan definitely is wildcard late, uh, fill up a bench uh, to get a bench boost at least, um, which means bye-bye Tarek Mitchell. Um, and... Uh, do the do the free hit the game week before, um, and I think the the bench fodder uh, teams to go for. I think uh, people have mentioned that West West Ham have two pretty good looking fixtures: Burnley at home 
and then West Brom at home. So uh, maybe I'll be having a team that looks a bit like Andy's with Kufal and was it Cresswell you've got? Uh, no, it's not. You should get somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm, so I'm really hoping uh, Mikel Antonio is fit for that double because he's he's now only 6.2 million. He's dropped a lot, so. Yeah, and then that's one for me. That, that's possibly an alternative for Giroud, actually, isn't it? If uh, Antonio comes back from fitness. Yeah. And then Leeds have got two at home as well. So uh, Brighton and Southampton. So, I mean, they might not win them, um, but uh, based on, especially based on today, they'll they'll have chances. They might get some goals. So I think they're another one to to get a couple of players for the, to fill up your team um, so that you're sort of well set for a nice double. Um, and then you can just free hit to... to to sort of manage it yeah to me the big advantage to the wild card is you can you can create a bench that is going to play because i think a lot of people like me and andy we've had like mitchell we have kilman i have a non-playing 4.0 goalkeeper like there's no way i can i can bench boost in 19 so i think that's, yeah. that can be an advantage curious but, like um what do people think of chelsea both fulham and leicester that could be a good double but i i don't know do you know, I think Leicester might be the might have a better double than Chelsea. Like I, I fancy mm. Leicester to beat Chelsea. And but they've got Southampton. Southampton are pretty good too. They are a good side, yeah. Um, I don't well, know. yeah, Jamie Vardy might not be bad. Yeah, Vardy or I mean, Madison seems to hit form this week yeah. as well. Um, Harvey Barnes is having a good season. There are a few Leicester assets that are kind of in their price range. One of the better better options anyway. You could do Greenwood to Madison because, okay, you've got Man United, but then they've got Palace, Newcastle, blank, Southampton, Chelsea. That might be... That, it, it's a bit punty, but, you know. Not I the could worst do that, shot. you know. It's not, not, it's not madness. How much is Madison these days? 7.1. Pretty cheap. Same as Greenwood, same price. Had a goal disallowed today as well, so... Yeah. I just don't. I don't think he's a very good player. Like he's a good fantasy asset, right? I, I, I I've come to that conclusion, but I just don't like picking him. He's, he's uh, the poor man's Jack Grealish to me. He's not even though, because he like Grealish is like dribbling and like exciting stuff that Madison just doesn't do. He seems to just have like one trick on him, which is like striking a ball really nicely and doesn't do anything else. So he annoys me. <laughs> Anyway, that would be uh, not the best way to play fantasy football. It's only pick players that don't annoy you. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of my first couple of seasons when I refused to pick Chelsea players. Um, does somewhat hamper you, your progress when they win the title. Yeah, you and I both did that back in the day. Abramovich <laughs> <laughs> was new and we were like, they're already football. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had a tour in our fantasy football as well as actual football. <laughs> Yeah, you can't have billionaire owners spoiling the game. I, w- I won't stand for it. I won't watch it anymore. <laughs> All right, I think we've probably spent enough time on that. So um, do you want to just wrap, wrap it up, Matt, with um, like uh, a quick summary of, of, uh, of what your actual plan is? Um, well, so, yeah, my plan is to uh, yeah to fill up that uh, bench, uh, which will come at the slight disadvantage that my bench will suddenly become a lot more expensive, so I might have to uh, downgrade some of my first team a bit. But... Um, Hopefully uh, that will prepare me for the uh, for the weeks ahead, and I think it'll be the West Ham and Leeds 
players that would be the cheap ones. And then, of course, it's focusing on Man U players and Liverpool assets. Um, Leicester and Chelsea, I think, are both good, uh, which you both highlighted. But um, it's just a bit uncertain who's going to be on form in five game weeks time, isn't it, at the moment? So it's quite early to, to pick that one. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Just tricky. It's tricky. All right. So it sounds like you're planning exactly what Ben was uh, Ben was mentioning earlier. Um, good. So um, next topic is um, Kane and Son have been kind of uh, well staples for most teams all the way through the season so far. I know some of them have gone down to only one of the two for the the, the tricky run fixtures they've had, but the loss against Leicester today, following off like hot on the heels of a, a loss against Liverpool. Like that's two losses in a row for that team now with um with with little to no points return. Are we seeing a wobble or are we seeing an actual loss of form from Spurs that would make you worry about Son and Kane? What are your thoughts, Matt? Well, uh, I, I have both and I just transferred in Son actually because uh, I thought that they would, well, I thought they'd score a goal against uh, Leicester and uh, they didn't. Um, so uh, that's been a bit of a kick in the teeth for this game week, but I'm tempted to stay with them for the moment. I mean, Son did, I mean, they did lose against Liverpool, but Son scored. So he got points in that. Uh, Kane missed uh, a, a very gettable header in that game as well. So you think things could have been quite different, right? And we'd be saying, God, Spurs assets are just completely um, sort of uh, undroppable. So I'm not panicking just in the back of one game. But, uh, well, I say I'm not panicking after the back of one game. I'm also panicking about not having any Liverpool assets, so I might panic anyway and just ditch one of them. But uh, my advice to those that don't have to panic because they don't have any Liverpool assets is to maybe stick with them just for a little bit longer because they have played very well. Those two assets played very well this season. And regardless of Tottenham maybe not winning all their matches and going off form a bit, every time there's a goal, it's one of those two who's involved at the moment. All right, so you're, you're, you're saying stick rather than twist. Um, ben, what are your what are you thinking? Yeah, so I was actually planning to get Son in for game week sixteen because um, they're Fulham, Leeds, um, Villa, Sheffield United, um, and it also coincided game week sixteen with um, Greedish going on a really bad run. So Villa then have Chelsea away, Man United away, Tottenham, Everton. Um, so I've been I've been planning the Greedish to Son move. Um, for game week 16 um, and yeah I think I'm because it's a couple game weeks away I, I'm still gonna I still plan to do it I think like Matt said Son especially I think is really good value um, I think Wolves away will be tricky and there might be a few points for them in that game um, so I'm, I might hedge my bets where I think maybe having one of their assets is a good idea. For me, it'll probably be Son, just because I think he has a little bit more value. He's a little bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, I think at the back of my mind, the only thing that's worrying is Jose Mourinho can turn real toxic really quickly when the team is not doing well. Um, so I think it's still too soon to tell. They, I mean, it's just a, you know two losses... Um, and a draw last three games. I, I think it's a little bit too soon to be like um, Spurs are imploding. But if they lose against Wolves, then you know, then it gets a little bit more concerning. I think for their for their assets. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
so obviously all of this talk has been around Kane and Son, um, but with the Mourinho team, normally it's a defence weight that you look for the really big value, right? Which is why I've been thinking about Regalon with them coming out of that really tough run of fixtures and going into some easier ones. Um, what do you think of, uh, of Spurs' defensive assets? Is that a good or a bad place to look? I've been looking a bit at Eric Dyer because he's the cheapest, 5.0, I think, still. For that Fulham, Leeds, Villa, Sheffield United run, I think could be could be a you know pretty cheap pickup. I, I think Reguilon is a good pick. Um, he just does, isn't always nailed. I think he you know he didn't play against uh, Liverpool, um, but I think if Mourinho just plans to play him against the crappy teams, then yeah, it actually might work out. <laughs> Well, he's got a few assists this season, hasn't he? So um, yeah. that's that's why I was looking at him. He's like a really attacking left back. Um, and I think uh, I, I spoke to our, our Tottenham supporting friend, John, about it. And uh, he said that Davies was there for a specific purpose in that game. And um, Regalon is the first choice left back. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Well, that's Spurs. Um, the next one, I'm going to sort of combine two talking points to save some time here because we're running out of time. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take us through the bottom six. This is all about the relegate the relegation threatened teams, and um, for each one of the of the, of the bottom six, I'm going to say because uh, we've seen a bit of a resurgence. We've seen Big Samurai at West Brom. We've seen Fulham kind of um, show some signs of life. So for each of the bottom six, I'm going to say are they are they um, whipping boys or are they worth a look? And if we say they're worth a look, then I'm going to ask a second question, which is which assets do you think are worth a look? Okay. Sounds good. So we'll start with the bottom. Sheffield United. Whipping, Whipping boys. boys. <laughs> Whipping boys, yeah. No, no surprise there. Shame Gary isn't on there because he would have enjoyed that. Um, West apart, apart from McGoldrick, who turns into uh, prime Ronaldo when he plays any top four team. Yes. So look for the really hard run of fixtures and pick McGoldrick. <laughs> <laughs> Although, so I say I say whipping boy. Um, I so speaking to my um, Sheffield United sporting mate Sam. Uh, he has said they've been a little bit unlucky this season. They've lost a lot of games but just one goal. So I think if uh, as long as their heads don't drop, then they will. They if they return to the mean, it will mean not being a whipping boy. They'll they'll their results will pick up. And they got a draw with ten men um, earlier today. So they're they're not guaranteed that everyone's going to pump them three or four nil every every week uh, i think man you just played well midweek to be honest so do you have any assets that you'll be looking at <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think there's a there's one thing saying i don't think they'll always get thrashed to saying i think a fantasy asset of sheffield united is 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 pickable the only one i'd probably go is probably the goalkeeper because they've just got so many saves to make at the moment right so ramsdale uh, <laughs> <laughs> brutal we well, you know what? Um, today, uh, Mendier made a fair few saves as well, didn't he, actually? Anyway, that's a, that's a different topic. So, um, next one is West Brom. I think West Brom are still whipping boys. Even, I, it, I, I've been watching a bit of the game today. I don't, I wonder the players really actually like Billich and don't actually want to play for Big Sam. Losing 3-0 against Villa... Not the greatest start, having a man sent off. Um, but you you assume Big Sam will tighten them up. I'm I think it's wait and see for me on West Brom. Yeah, 
I think that's one of those where you, I say whipping boy in the moment, but give Allardyce a few weeks of, on the training pitch, uh, and then maybe they'll slowly tighten up. Um, anyone you'll be looking out for from their from their assets? Not no. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> next is Burnley. Now, bear in mind, Burnley have two games in hand on the teams around them, so they they could uh, accelerate out of the uh, no to the top of the bottom six if they want to win their two games in hand. One of which is against Man U. So, um, whipping boys or worth a look. Worth a look, I think. And they have got, a double game week as well. Yeah, double game week. Uh, I have a, a Taylor, Charlie Taylor, in my team at the moment, so it'd be a bit hypocritical of me to say whipping boy. Um, and he's he's a cheap 4.4 defender. Um, so if it was doubles and Burnley's defence being what it is, so it usually it usually starts to grind out around this time of the season. It's, it starts to like. Basically, when it's difficult to play football, suddenly Burnley come into their own because they don't <laughs> tend to trouble themselves with that. Getting a bit cold too, right? Yeah. Burnley like bad yeah. weather. In the wet and bumpy turf, if the ball doesn't actually touch the turf, then it doesn't... That's doesn't it. Exactly. Yeah. When it becomes a tough man sport, suddenly Burnley comes <laughs> to town. Yeah, Sean Dyche <laughs> comes to town. Okay, so other uh, Taylor aside, are we looking at anyone else? Not for me. I, I brought in Charlie Taylor this week, and that's the only one I've been looking at because he's cheap. No Chris Wood, no Ashley Barnes? <sighs> nah. No, I don't think that they are great going forward. <laughs> <laughs> if Gary was here, he would probably advocate for one of them, but Gary is not here. Okay, so from so we've got from the bottom six, so far we've got one, Charlie Taylor. Um, next one's Fulham. I don't think Fulham are working board. I think Fulham are... Okay, so I have a confession to make. I, I actually watched Newcastle Fulham, <laughs> which was as bad as you expect, but um, Fulham completely outplayed them, I thought. Um, they're not the best defensively, I don't think, but going forward, they play some good stuff. Um... I think probably not for me, but the two I would pick out are Bobby Reed, who is 5.3. Um, he looked threatening. And then Lookman looked pretty threatening at 5.0. Yeah. Um, those would probably be my two picks. I also like Scott Parker as a manager, actually. Um, I think he, he's like uh, pretty fair in his assessment of the game. So... Yeah, I think those are the two I would look at. Um, the fixtures aren't the easiest, though. That's the only problem. They have Southampton, then they have Spurs. Uh, then Burnley's fine, but then they blank, and then they have Chelsea and Man U. So um, in an easier fixture run, I would I would, you know, consider them more carefully. But in this fixture run, probably not. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think Lookman is worth a look. Uh Man, <laughs> man, uh, because because he's five million and he's he seems to be picking up fancy points. Uh, so he's like a, a Suchek alternative, I think, as the, the the midfielder you don't really play, but if he comes in off your bench, it's great sometimes. 
yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, those are the two players that I I can't see anyone else from that. I'm, I'm looking at their I'm really desperately looking for somebody now, uh, but I can't see anybody else I'd uh, I'd recommend. So we've got so so far. Then we've got um, Taylor, Bobby Reed, and um, Adam Ola Luckman, which takes us to Brighton. I don't think Brian are good. I think they're overrated. Is that is that controversial? Depends on how highly you think they are rated by others, I guess. I mean, I think for me, I think 16th is the exact right place in the league for them. I don't know. People, I feel like, give yeah. uh, Graham Potter a lot of props for being a good manager. I don't know. Don't really I... see it. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I think they have they've had a lot of positive press uh, and lots of talk about decent assets. Uh, I mean, I think everyone's been a Lamptey owner at some stage this season, um, and because they, they play quite attacking football and they look good in patches, but uh, as we're seeing, they just seem to struggle to put the ball away when they're on top, and they struggle to win matches, and so that's why they find themselves near the bottom of the table and. Uh, I think it's one of those, though, because I think Mopé was good for a patch. Lamptey was good for a patch. Uh, Welbeck, I'm advocating Ben purchases. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a 5.5 million striker that is getting points. So I, I think they potentially are interesting from a fantasy perspective. Um, but, yeah, they're not a good team. And therefore, they're the sort of team that I look out for in the fixture list and want my players playing against them. Interesting, because I, I think that the difference between Brighton and like a mid-table team is a centre-forward. Like if you put um, Danny Ings in that Brighton team, I think mm-hmm. that they would be comfortably mid-table and Danny Ings would score just as many goals for them as he does for Southampton. Maybe. I will say their strikers are terrible. Yeah, Mopé is not a Premier League centre-forward. He, just, he doesn't have the finishing ability. Danny Welbeck only plays three games a season. Um, they don't have anybody that's going to consistently put the ball away and I think that's that's why they are where they are in the league they're, like, they're, I think Potter is a good manager but he just doesn't have a team that can't finish Is uh, Sanchez the number one goalkeeper now? Well it's an interesting one I was um, I was because I obviously am a Matt Ryan owner I was looking, looking at this before the pod and um, the news coming out of Brighton is that Ryan is livid with being dropped and um, has been told by Potter that if he wants to leave, he's allowed to. Mm. So, well, Sanchez is four point four. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, I think obviously you'd want to see that. You'd want to see him not make a complete balls up of it for a few weeks. Because if he, you know if he throws throws a few into his net, then Matt, Matt Ryan could be back very quickly. Um, but if he doesn't, then I think he probably is. Yeah. Mm. I actually think the, the next game against West Ham will be very revealing on like because if West Ham win that comfortably then then it will kind of cement my perception that Brighton aren't very good but if they beat West Ham then yeah maybe there's some life to them I I expect a 1-0 West Ham in that game I don't think it'll be easy but I think that Brighton won't score any goals because they can't and West Ham will score one goal because they're very good at that Mm. Mm. um Okay, so possibly the uh, the goalkeeper for Brighton, and obviously Danny Welbeck, um, which takes us to fifteenth uh, in the league, which is Arsenal. 
You know, I think Arsenal have enough about them to to stay out of relegation. Um, so I won't I won't quite call them whipping boys. Um, they got a good a couple good budget options, I think. Um, this fella called Aubameyang, pretty good at eleven point four million. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm seriously not, not interested in any Arsenal players. I know some people flow in Rob Holding, captain against Everton, four point four. Is that two games in a row where their captain has scored an own goal? So, yeah. <laughs> um, four point four nailed for playing. You would think, oh yeah, that's a good shout. But yeah, not the way Arsenal play. They they always seem to concede one goal. Um, so yeah, I think I'm staying I'm staying well away from any Arsenal players. Although I am enjoying the meltdown. Oh, some people are like, oh Martinelli's back, four point nine. But I can't see Arteta playing in first choice, even though he's uh he's probably gonna be better than William, to be honest. But isn't his position Abamyang? Like now that Abamyang is playing as a left winger, isn't that um, Martinelli's best position? I don't know. I think he can play on either wing. Okay. Probably isn't improving on Willian. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. No one's going to get Arsenal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we should talk too long about Arsenal right now because. there's no players you want to put in right now. They're in such awful form. But equally, I wouldn't call them a whipping boy just yet. Uh, as much as it's tempting to to uh, to mock Duncan's team, uh, they're not. <laughs> they're just too expensive, right? They don't get whipped. Uh, they they were. Uh, yeah, they they'll lose one nil, uh, and maybe Arteta will get sacked at some point. But they're um yeah. They're not that bad. The one thing I would say that I I genuinely do look out is um, I look out for defenders that are playing against Arsenal and like intentionally pick them. Yeah, yeah they, they, they are goal. struggling for goals. That's very true. That's very true. Um, the other fixture I target, which I don't think is part of this, is Leeds playing a good team because I think. Like we saw today, I think top six teams can really punish Leeds. Yeah, I think that's true. Or actually, any any team that has like I think Villa, yeah. for example, yeah, good, well, good attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, one player because their their man to man system requires every single man in the team to not get beaten, and Grealish goes past players for fun, right? So if you've got a player like that in your team, like Rashford is for Man United, then I feel like you're right, you can really expose them at the back. Yeah. Well, that rounds off the bottom seven. So we've gone further than we said we were going to. Uh, and that was great fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the end of our, our talking points. So very quickly before we sign off, um, we've got the listeners league to go through. So um, very quickly, the top scorer in the listeners league this week was... Um, Steve Levan with the factually incorrect team name Bongos Ruined Parties. Um, he's done very well this week with uh, uh, Robertson at the back, uh, Fernandez as captain, Salah with 16 points, was vice captain just in case Fernandez didn't play. 
Um, and Jamie Vardy with 12 points. So he's currently on 84, um, with two members of his team still to play. Reese James, who you'd expect to play, and Kilman, perhaps not, which would mean that then Bednarek comes in from the bench with a further two points. So um, he could be on for a, a score in the 90s uh, this week, should James come come back with something. Um, pretty solid team there, don't you think, guys? Yeah, yeah. Strong team. That's not not a one week wonder. I think that, that is actually a good team. So uh, so well played, Steve Levan. Please change your team name. Um, <laughs> ben, do you want to take us to top five? Uh, yeah, current top five. This this is before uh, the Villa game has finished, so it may change a little bit. Um, our leader is still Morten Longbo, FPL Nordic. Um, still. He's been caught a bit this week, only 38 points, because uh, he does not have the Man U legend Bruno Fernandes. He has captained uh, Kevin De Bruyne, um, which I think Andy might be right, could be a bit of a mistake. So he's only two points ahead of second place. Uh, Mike Chen, uh, famed Potter friend of me and Andy, uh, allegedly also watched Premier League games at Andy's house. I don't know how you feel about that now, Andy. You've now you've now hooked him in, and he's actually good at FPL and destroying all of us. Yeah, I've obviously created a monster. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, world. I do apologize. <laughs> um, then third is Nick Jones. He's had a good week, 73 points, a couple points behind Mike. Uh, Eric Toft um, is fourth um, with the Raisin Canes. He's got 60 points this week. And then uh, I am fifth. So I'm pretty happy about that. I think I've moved up from eighth place. Uh, and that is the top five. Yeah, I think it's all, it's all on you, Ben, to rescue our dignity here. We cannot have Mike beat all of us. <laughs> that can't happen. Uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Although uh, his team is quite strong because he has the, uh, he has Kane, Salah, Fernandez, De Bruyne which is a strong core. I think, yeah, uh, yeah it's been template, isn't it? Actually, Mike's team, he's got, his defence is not template, but his like big hit is a template. He's got Bamford, he's got Calvert-Lewin. So it's quite, you've got to be creative to get ahead of him. Yeah, which is not my game. So I'll leave that to someone else. You're going to grind <laughs> it out, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Bit by bit. Creative tends to be my game, and that's why I always lose. That's probably <laughs> better to do it your way. <laughs> okay. Or well, or Welbeck. Welbeck may be the answer. Yeah, maybe Danny Welbeck. Yeah, if you're listening, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ben. Um, and thanks, guys, for the uh, for the pod this week. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, I, hope, I hope all the listeners did too. Just a, a reminder, of course, to uh, to to join the listeners league if you can. You'll find us at. Uh, at FPL FF Fanatics on the podcast. And uh, I don't actually have the league number, but that's posted in our um, Twitter feed, so you can find it there too. Um, so thanks for joining us, Ben. Uh, you're welcome. I like how our relegation segment was just a ruse to make fun of Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, Matt. Cheers. Thanks all. And uh, yeah, come on, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> And thank you from me as well. I'm sorry, Duncan, you've missed out on Big Sam.